Welcome to Insights to Strength. I'm your host, Jay Love, and this podcast was curated to remind you that you are not your circumstance. Join me as I encourage you through the Word of God, help you to identify your strengths, and vocally walk alongside you in purpose. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. I am present, living in the land of the living, <laughs> and I'm grateful to be greeting you all on today. Um, I am returning from spring break, and it was a pleasant but wild one, not in the context of a real wild one, but it was relaxing and eventful. Let us say that. (laughs) Um, I was able to both work hard and play hard. And I'm grateful. Was able to spend some time with my best friend. We took um, our second or third road trip of the year. Um, Prior to this year, I don't think we've ever been on a road trip together. So that was exciting. Um, But on it, um, someone hit us <laughs> and it was a small, you know, a small accident, nonetheless, an accident. And hours later, I ended up scratching my, um, scratching my cornea, um, by trying to take out my contact y'all. So I then could not see for about a week, week and a half. So I am grateful when I say I'm grateful, I am grateful to be here because it was a scary moment for me. Um, but I'm glad that God brought me through it and in it, he shared with me some things and while I was going through it. And so again, I'm just grateful for healing. I'm grateful to be able to, you know, talk with you all again. I'm grateful to be able to see a man. I am grateful to be able to type and then just, of course, just have the activity of my limbs. Um, here in Wisconsin, we have returned to in-person schooling. I am an educator, so that's also been new for me. And um, yeah, these last couple of weeks have been quite eventful. So here we are with a back like we never left attitude, <laughs> yet fresh and excited. And um, again, this is what grateful. I'm grateful, y'all. And I'm coming back to you all with an episode and or a series entitled Be Free. And I think that we will all be blessed by it. I believe that God is going to show us some things in these next few weeks that we didn't know um, we were capable of. I'm excited to truly be serving in purpose um, in all areas of my life. And I pray that you all are doing the same. Amen. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, This episode is entitled Beautiful Bondage. And as I um, converse about it with you all and talk about it, I'm wanting to hear that feedback from you. And I'm hoping that you all could in some way, shape or form relate to this as I believe that you can. Cause again, you all have been listening to me for some time 
and have been faithful followers. So let's go. Let's go ahead and start it with getting past it, right? When people say, oh, just let that thing go, whatever, they want you to get past it. But I've come to understand that getting past it does not mean sweeping it under the rug um, to hide or running to avoid, right? But you must deal with that situation head on. You must confront the issue to actually deaden it. So to exemplify, a scab is a healing wound. And if you pick at it or, or, you know, of course, bump it or something, it will bust open. And if it busts open, I'm sorry, before it is done healing, it would bleed a little bit, right? So during our break, I found out that I have a scab, also known as a situation, and that it is yet healing. I had not realized it was there until I bumped into something that reminded me of it, and it made me bleed a little bit. That exposure made me recognize that the wound never properly healed. And to be honest, at the time, I didn't know where to begin or to start with the healing. I simply wanted to move on from it. But then I realized I had unintentionally created a beautiful bond. I know you're asking, how did you do it and what is that? (laughs) Not that I did it intentionally, but it wasn't hard. And I'll tell you that it happened by being nostalgic. Yep. I was drifting on a memory. (laughs) Nostalgia is defined as a sentimental longing or a wistful affection for the past. Typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Needless to say, I was being reminiscent. Yep. Um, On a side note, though, I want to kind of just mention this. Like on the surface, I know you understand So please hear me out when I say that I am in no way, shape, or form trying to insult your intelligence nor be condescending, Um, but I do um, elaborate for the sake of clarity. Amen? Um, But the decisions I've had to make in my journey with Christ, they have come with many a reward, but the enemy does try to take uh, memories that, yes, were beautiful. Remind us of memories that were beautiful. But those are the only parts that he wants you to remember. We must remember that he is cunning and that we also must know that he is also deceitful. He tries to remind you of all the glittery and shiny things in an attempt to make you forget or ignore the bad and negative aspects, right, of those experiences. And as an optimist, I must be careful because I live naturally and spiritually in a posture of hope for everything and everyone. Okay. (laughs) In some cases, um, this has actually been to my detriment. Now, you may be thinking that, you know, what I've just said may seem foolish. And I'm here to tell you, no, that it really isn't. Uh, Because I could put a clock on some folks to turn their ugly heads and I would still root for the best. Right. What I am doing is it's termed compassion and forgiveness in action. So that's what that's why it isn't foolish. I'm literally I just have a really compassionate heart and I am very forgiving. Okay. But face it, I must come to term and 
I have had an awareness that what I wanted to come back to me was a beautiful bondage, right? We all have nostalgic moments, but to be nostalgic can also be dangerous. I can also be nostalgic and it be just that, me enjoying the moment for what and when it was. However, not every memory deserves to be remembered. For instance, think of individuals who may have had ch- who who've chosen to be single because it's safety there. Relationships may not be beautiful if they were battered in the last one, right? Another example is that the family's home church may not be where one wants to serve or attend because the memories there were not pleasant. Again, not every memory is a good one. I remember um, when I began to open my heart and my heart and my mind to start dating again. I was at the airport and checking my bags when I was being hit on. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I was awkward and clearly not ready, (laughs) even though it had been years after my separation, right? Well, it had happened again not too long after that first encounter. And although it felt awkward, still, I, I thought I would at least arm myself and protect my heart and space. And it wasn't out of bitterness, but it was out of having good sense. Amen. Can we have get an amen for good sense? <laughs> I just didn't want to be led by my feelings. So I started saying to myself that the enemy is cunning. Feelings are fickle and the heart is deceitful. Needless to say, being single had, you know, taken me by surprise. Right. Nostalgia, what that does, it tinkers on the sensory. It diddles in feelings and sense, times, memories, and on the heart. It tampers with the biology, releasing chemicals that encourages the feelings to continue aiding you to actually relive the moment. Nostalgia, it plays on the happy and you do not readily realize or even remember the pain of some of those situations. Again, creating a beautiful bondage. John 8 and 36 states that if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Regardless of what has been told, one cannot break free by themselves. That's for us who who like to say, you know what, I'm gonna come back to church when I get it right, or you know, the God is not God is not through me yet. God isn't through any of us until we are deceased. To be honest, right? We can't do it on our own because it takes the power of God. To set you free. Okay. Now, in reading in context, you may have to go back a few chapters and read ahead and then read ahead of the one given, right? So go on to chapter nine and 10, if need be, so that you'll be able to get the full story. But in this, the Jews were confident, right? In this context, they were confident, confident about who they were. They were saying things like, we have never been a slave or bound to anything. And they were telling Christ that they were the um, they, that they were the the descendants of Abraham, and they were questioning Jesus. 
This came after only he, Jesus, had told them that if you hold to my teachings, you are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They were proclaiming to be Abraham's descendants. And yet the Jews, they were willing to kill him. They were willing to kill Christ. And they refused to know his word. They were bound to the law when he, when Christ had given them freedom. Y'all, people are out here living their best lives. And I put that in air quotes. Thinking that they are free. When everything that they have is actually temporal. Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, it's, it's builders labor in vain. Yeah. Christ called the Jews out. He called them out. He stated to them, he said, Abraham wouldn't do what you were doing. He stated to them, I know you are Abraham's descendants. Right. Basically, there's nothing you can tell me right right now. I know you are his descendants, but if you were his children, you would do what he did. Christ continued saying, I told you the truth. I am telling you what I seen in my father's presence and you do what you do from your father. Now follow me closely in what I am telling you. This is me to y'all now. Follow me closely. All right? Jesus was telling them, your father is not my father. Honey, hmm. These people were convinced of their sonship. Even after what Jesus had stated to them, they were upset and adamant. We are not illegitimate children. But I love Jesus. <laughs> I love him for his comeback. Because so with this next thing, I want you all to come close, lean into your speakers just a little bit, right? To hear this. He said, if God, meaning the God that he that Jesus serves, right? His father, if he were their father. They will love him, Jesus. They will love Jesus. He's saying he came from him, right? I came from him. He's telling this to the Jews. And now I'm here. He said, I didn't come on my own. He sent me. And you can't understand me because you can't hear me. While I was writing this, the, the, the scripture, my sheep know my voice. They hear me and they follow me. He said, hallelujah. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So do not let your best life be a temporary one. Okay. Before Christ came, we were prisoners of the law. The law of Moses, it was given for many reasons, and that is inclusive of to give sin the character of transgression. And a transgression is simply a violation of the law. And in this case, it was sin. They were sinning against the law. For the sake of um, simplification, I'll just say that you can't go 65 in a 20 miles per hour zone. Okay. You, you cannot be going 70 in a residential all right. The second thing that the law did was it gave personal guilt and it made people accountable to what it is that they were doing. It also proved the habitual behaviors of sin by humankind. 
and it declared and showed the uh, showed that the world is prone to sin. And did you know that people were imprisoned until their faith was revealed? Can you imagine a day and time like that now? That until your faith shines through, until we can tell that you truly and genuinely live the life that is proclaimed, you will be in prison for it. But because of Christ came, but, but because Christ came, excuse me, we have grace. We have the opportunity to not be bound by sin, but to, to be bound by his love for us. We have the opportunity to be a learner of Christ, a.k.a. a disciple. Woo! Hey, glory. Y'all, we can learn his very nature. And die daily to ourselves. And in exchange, we'll gain attributes of his character. We'll gain joy and peace, love and long-suffering, gratefulness, kindness and self-control. Hallelujah. Gain his goodness. Y'all, these gifts are underrated. You can't put a cost on these things. You can't pay me for my joy. Hallelujah. An old adage that would say the that this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world cannot take it away. These have been amazing gifts in my life. Certainly, they've replaced the feelings that come when you and I have and uh, when we become nostalgic, right? Because nostalgic is great until you realize that you are in what seemed like hopeless situations. Nostalgia brings about regrets and you realize that those temporary but remarkable moments brought about you, brought about those trust issues that you have, right? But that bondage or enslavement you are experiencing does not have to be. You do not have to live a disappointed life when you serve with the father. I'm a witness of that. Mm -hmm. Christ has created in me a depth of understanding, and he has never failed to show me the way. Mm -mm. God has made me an heir, and I get to experience life with him. Obedience, it can be pricey, but what I know, that I know, that I know, that it is worth it. Continually, I would rather have life than imprisonment. So break free by receiving Christ today. Choose to be free indeed. Do not be like the Jews, the Jews, excuse me, in today's conversation, thinking that you are actually free. They thought that they were serving God when they were really servants of the enemy. Know who you are listening to. Two. Jesus was talking directly to them and they didn't know it. How painful is that as a believer that if I had the opportunity to have Christ right in front of me to ask him all of the questions about my life and the experiences that I've had to have. Hey, and I not take advantage to be taught by such a skillful master. Y'all, they were trying to 
um, carry out the enemy's plans. They were set out to murder him. Yeah. Know this. He who belongs to God hears and do what God says. Mm -hmm. This is a continuation of our last um, episode when we were talking about obedience. That in order to truly inherit, in order to truly inherit the kingdom, you must first walk in obedience. So do not let the reason that you cannot hear God be because you do not belong to him. Remember, we must die to ourselves daily. We were called to be hearers and doers of the word. James 1, 21 through 23, and I'm almost finished, says that, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and ever expression of evil and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Otherwise you are deceiving yourselves. For anyone who hears the word but does not carry it out is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after observing himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. I'm taking a dramatic pause and I'm also remembering a conversation um, that I had a few weeks ago, right? As I um, continue to end on this walk of faith, I have had times where I struggled with becoming more like Christ. And this is why. Because everything that I was used to doing and how I used to operate, not in, you know, any sinful uh manner or anything like that, but in a way of just coming of and, and while I was dying to myself, right? I began to want things of my my past where I'm like, I just want to have fun, right? I just wanted to have fun. Not realizing that I was, in a sense, crucifying Christ all again. Because who it is that I was becoming in him felt like I was losing my own familiar. When in actuality, who he was calling me to be, who he's been molding me to become has been who he envisioned all along. And it's been painful because what has created this joy in me and what I have uh, sacrificed to be on this walk as I carry my own cross to experience life with Christ. Not everyone has that. Not everyone understands. And that has created pain. Pain because those who I hold near and dear 
can't celebrate the beauty that is. Hey. But I have had to become comfortable for Christ's sake in knowing that I am on the right path and the path that has always been intended. This journey is my crooked path being made straight and the beatings that have come with it have not been pleasurable because he's, I'm having to relearn truly what it means to walk with Christ and relearn and dismantle um, some teachings that have come through not having the true understanding. And all of these teachings weren't biblical teachings, so I want to clarify that. But teachings of, you know, small things, what your parents have, you know, instilled or what family um, has loaned to you or given to you because it was their understanding. That doesn't make it wrong. It's just, look, I am correcting you. Hey, he's correcting me. The crookedness being made straight. And in your journey, as he relinquishes you from your all these the falsities of life you will too come to a a realization of what you thought was always right has to has to become corrected and it will be made beautiful and he will give you understanding hey for weeks upon weeks now i keep hearing you will grow in wisdom and in stature. In wisdom and in stature. <laughs> and it's beautiful for that word to be given to you, for that revelation to, to really truly receive that revelation. But it costs. Please believe it costs. But I'd rather have it than to be in a beautiful bondage, than to create out of, oh God, I'm praying that he continues to just walk me through what it is that I'm having to say. I'd rather have him than to live in a falsehood and to follow in false teachings and or have a misrepresentation of who he is through other individuals. I, I, I'd rather have him. I'd rather go this route. I'd rather him teach me this way than to try and build on wrong foundations. I don't want to have made up things in my mind. I don't want to create a a a a beautiful place or 
in any way, shape, or form, and it have to be dismounted. Because again, only what you do for Christ will last. And unless the Lord builds the house, its builders will build in vain. They will labor in vain. How would you feel if you were building your business or structuring something that you expect to last for for generations only to have it be torn down because it was not built accurately? How would you feel, oh my, if the very house you are sitting in right now began to crumble because the builders, the contractors, the architects of it missed a brick or did not put a screw in the right place and it began to lean. How would you feel if your child's bedroom began to burn in flames because the the electrician did not properly wire the house. Think on those things. That's all I'm saying. I want to leave you all with this quote by William Faulkner, who said, we must be free, not because we claim freedom, but because we practice it. Again, this journey, it's daily. You die to yourself daily. We study to show our ourselves approved daily. And Christ, the Holy Spirit, will work in us. Let him finish his perfect work. So I'll close out now with a prayer. And I went a little bit longer than I intended to go. But with this, Father God, I just thank you for pouring into me that I may pour out to others, oh God. I thank you for every listener that this podcast ears may reach, oh God. I thank you for the heart that has been able to receive and the ears that have been made to hear. Father God, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, that you will get the glory from this podcast, from this episode in particular. That, hallelujah, that individuals will continue to yield themselves to you, O Lord, that you may create in them a clean heart and renew within them renew within them a right spirit. Father God, I pray that they too will increase in wisdom and in stature, that they that the word that you impart into them, O oh God, hallelujah, will allow them to always be in a retrospective place, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I ask that this episode be shared and shared again, hallelujah, that it may reach to the four corners of this world, O oh God, hallelujah, that it will impart change, Hallelujah, that it will provoke a change in your people. Continue, hallelujah, to create in me, Father God, a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit as I, hallelujah, pour into your people. Hallelujah. God, let this place be one in new. Let it be anew. Renew our faith. Renew our hope. God, I come against the tricks of the enemy. Ha, Iba, Sha. And in everything, 
Go to every area of our lives, O oh God, and expose the enemy. Expose his tactics. Expose what it is, every situation that he tries to make beautiful when it is actually a hindrance to our growth, O oh God. We thank you for opening our eyes, God, removing the scales off of our eyes, oh God, and allowing us to hear like never before, allowing us to see in the spirit like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Amen. As always, keep praying, keep pressing, and stand tall.